Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. It's time now for our Wall Street Week daily segment. The host of Wall Street Week, David Weston, joins us as he does every day at this time. And David, everyone still is talking about the macro environment. Everybody wants to know where the economy is going. Indeed. And we got yeah. to sit down today with Tom Barrick. We hadn't talked to him in a while, actually, founder of Conline Capital, because you remember he was with Donald Trump yeah. as an advisor in the White House. Then he was indicted and he was ultimately acquitted on nine counts, actually. Mm-hmm. And now he's back to investing. So one of the things we ask him about is actually where we are with the economy from an investor's point of view, and particularly given the dramatic change in monetary policy, where we are headed. We went from zero to five in 11 months. That's, that's a harsh reality on a system that had gigantic stimulus from both President Trump and President Biden after COVID. Quantitative easing of 40, 50 billion a month. Buying back mortgage securities. So much liquidity in the system it was mind-boggling. And, and changing that, which was, was always looked at raising rates in the manufacturing sector. So you can slow inflation by raising rates pretty quickly in the manufacturing sector. You can't do it so quickly in the service sector. And that's what I think we're, we're finding is this, this lag of so much liquidity in the system along with some negative supply chain shocks. So China, we didn't anticipate at at the time this was going on that we were going to engage in a new Cold War with China, Um, which I I also think is a gigantic issue that we need to focus on in maybe a different way. The Ukraine war with Russia, the, the imperiling effect that it has on Europe, that it has on supply chains everywhere, even in food and agriculture, we didn't anticipate either. So when you look across the realm and you say, what else is happening? Everything has stopped. Globalization has slowed. The blockchains are much more complicated. Immigration now is a gigantic issue. You look at what's happening in Europe. You look at what's happening with us. but. Everybody has negative population growth. I mean, we're very close to having negative population growth. So when you look and say, what is going to grow? How do we grow? If they really want inflation to be at 2%, the dilemma is they need to bump interest rates. But nobody has the, the stomach to do that, thinking that we're going to push ourselves into a very hard landing. And what's the consequence of that when central banks across the world are out of bullets. When I look at investable, the investable universe, the old rule of 60-40 in stocks and bonds doesn't apply anymore. Real estate is a store of value, is an interesting place to be on a reasonably levered basis. But interest rates and the availability of liquidity is why private credit is such a hot button right now. Everybody's running to, to private credit because there's no normal credit in the marketplace. So I think you could have very slow growth and continued inflation for longer than anybody 
thinks. So we're back in kind of a 70s mode. You match that with the decoupling of what we're doing with offshoring to friendshoring, the mentality of everybody becoming more, more insular and focused, is I don't, I don't see for, just as a normal business person, looking at these fabrics around the world, a, a crash. I just see a strain and difficulty of, I, of identifying where will extraordinary returns come from, what effect our digital currency is going to have on the financial system every place. How much difference does it make who is sitting in the White House? I mean, as we look right now at 2024, we don't know, but it looks like it's quite possible it will be a choice between President Biden and President Trump. Uh, you said President Trump's your friend, you did advise him, um, but as I understand, you don't necessarily want to endorse anybody. Compare and contrast those two approaches to the economy. Does it make a difference to you as an investor? I mean, this may say like a bizarre answer, but um, of course it makes a difference who the leader is. I think both of them, by the way, had the most difficult job in the world. And President Biden is a class act. He takes the brunt of what, whatever, whatever happens that's bad, he's going to carry. President Trump did a fantastic job. He's his own worst enemy sometimes in, in his vociferousness. Um, but that's his, that's his political angle. You have 435 representatives who are making decisions in a super complicated arena in which nobody has a GPS. The central bank is supposed to be independent from politics. We've kind of lost that a bit. Right, because price stability is not the only thing they're worried about. So to me, we'll get through, who, whoever the president is, if we change, if we, if all of us, change our attitude and said, what we're gonna do is we're gonna support the president of the United, whoever the president of the United States is, great. We're gonna vote with our feet, we're gonna argue, we're gonna have political dialogue, but we're gonna do it in a calm, supportive way to the rest of the world, and we're gonna be the leader of the world, and whoever that man or woman is as president is going to be our leader and the fighting these political parties uh, congress and the senate the deep state just gets stronger so from my limited pers perspective it's not really by the time somebody becomes president of the united states that person is given a mantle and a sword that we should follow the deep state underneath is as it, as it feels weakness, as we continue to attack after an election, it only hurts us. Because that bureaucracy, the bureaucracy is rightly saying we have to protect ourselves because all these political people are crazy. So that bureaucracy becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. That was part of my conversation with Tom Barra, Colony Capital Founder, and I went on to ask him, would he advise President Trump if President Trump asked him to do that in his campaign? And yeah. he flat out said, no. Simply no. And he said it because now he's had the experience, it's just too risky for somebody in business to get that involved with the President of the United States. Yeah, and, and really just to get involved in politics yeah. overall. And obviously there is a great backstory just in terms of his sort of, uh, uh, I guess, 
temporary departure from Colony Capital, uh, uh, primarily because of his involvement in politics, and it made a lot of clients uncomfortable. Yeah, well, and yeah. he says yeah. that that was part of what yeah. happened with Colony Capital. Yeah. He, he had to leave it, he took his eyes off yeah. the wall, and it really fell apart when he came back. Yeah. And now it's been merged, of course. But, yeah. but, but you know, he, he really is uh, very supportive of President Biden, mm -hmm. perhaps surprisingly so. Yeah. Doesn't want to get involved anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, at, at the same time, we also talked to him a fair amount about involved, investing in the, in the Gulf, which is what he got in trouble with, yeah. with the criminal authorities, basically. He's still involved in that? Very much so. He's, yeah. he's, he's gone right back to where he was. He had two years off, yeah. and it was quite an experience that he learned from. One of the things he said, actually, Romain, you, you'd appreciate this. He said it was difficult for him, but he had the resources to defend himself. He worries about all the people in the criminal justice system who do not. Yeah, he certainly has the resources. A great conversation there, uh, David. Uh, what else do you have coming up this week? We're going to have Larry Summers yeah. back. Obviously, we've got jobs numbers coming out tomorrow. Yeah. We're obviously going to look at that in light of what we saw mm -hmm. in the minutes and some of the concerns about higher rates here. So Larry will be back to tell us what's going on with that. Also to talk about affirmative action, which he hears about a lot. And, and of course, the former president, uh, uh, the former head of Harvard. Exactly University. right. The so, exactly right. And he's so he spoken about that. some uh, interesting perspective, I would think. Yes, he yeah. does. And he, yeah. and he really thinks it's a matter of mobility, yeah. as you might think, yeah. uh, that we've really reduced mobility. Yeah. So we're going to have Larry Summers as well as more on Tom, of Tom, on Tom Barrick. And also yeah. we have a credit expert telling us about what's going on in credit. So that's all coming up tomorrow night on Wall Street Week at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Romain. All right, be sure to uh, check out, uh, oh, Pranima Puri, a great guest there. Be sure to check out uh, Wall Street Week Friday at 6 p.m. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.